the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The lifelong trader. This is the Biz 1440. KYCR Golden Valley, Minneapolis, St. Paul. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Tennessee Republican Senator Marsha Blackburn says it's important the U.S. send a clear message to the rest of the world in the way it supports Israel as it battles against the terrorist group Hamas. Our allies need to know that we are going to be there. We're going to be rock solid with them, and our enemies need to fear us. And that is something that this administration seems and appears to have lost Senator Blackburn told the Salem Radio Network the administration seems to believe it can help resolve the crisis by making concessions to both sides. She says that's something that simply cannot be done. The House of Representatives voted to expel scandal-plagued Representative George Santos on Friday. That makes him the first House lawmaker to be expelled in more than 20 years and the first to be expelled without having been convicted of a crime. This is SRN News. You and your business are online today more than ever. Most people are working from home and meeting via Internet, and that means IT structures are overtaxed and Wi-Fi is humming. An outage in one of your critical systems now could be a fatal blow to your operation. Arby's Computer Service is ready and able to help. Their staff is standing by and prepared to offer assistance. If your business IT system experiences a failure, give Arby's a call. Their professional team of certified computer and networking specialists is experienced in diagnosing and solving a wide range of issues. With Arby's Computer Service on the job, you'll never have to worry about dealing with IT-related issues on your own, whether it's for your personal system or business. Arby's Computer Service knows that Internet traffic is surging, and they're available now to help. You'll always get competitive pricing, trustworthy advice, and excellent customer service from Randy and his team at Arby's Computer Service. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. This is Dennis Prager. Now you can listen to my show when it's convenient for you. And without censorship from big tech, become a member of the ultimate online community for all things Prager. It's PragerTopia Unlimited. Listen to the show on demand when it's easiest for you. This includes every radio show, every segment, and every guest over the last 10 years. And it's commercial free. You can even share your favorite segments with your friends. Plus, you'll get the same email from Alan Estrin that I receive every night about the most important issues to read about. PragerTopia Unlimited members can also listen to every program, lecture, and course that is in the Prager store. Thousands of hours. You can even listen to all my Torah teachings for free. Share my passion for free speech. Join today and save 25% off the first year and get a free PragerTopia coffee mug. It's all things Prager, PragerTopia Unlimited. Go to PragerTopia.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. Portions of the following program may have been pre-recorded. Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. It's the King Banyan Show, your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. The process of getting inflation back down to 2% has a long way to go and is likely to be bumpy. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. If you're going to fix complicated problems, you have to learn how to fix simple problems first. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440. Thank you for being here today. Wow. Did Barbara put uh, extra caffeine in the coffee? That was a little hot opening there. Uh, but I, partly that's just because I love the music so much. Uh, 651-289-4477. I'm going to call with questions or comments. I really hope you had a great Thanksgiving day. Um, we did. Um, we celebrate it the usual way. We uh, have, we, 
we don't have our we don't have somebody around to have it with from our family, so we create a family uh and and have them have them for dinner. There's folks that uh, we know would otherwise most likely be alone on Thanksgiving, so we bring them together for one day and then a group of old church friends the next the next night uh and um everything was grand except for some reason I didn't get pie. I got no pumpkin pie on on my Friday on my Friday night uh, my Friday night gathering, and I don't understand why. Now I typically avoid pie because I'm not allowed to have sugar, but I make occasional exceptions, and one of them is you got to have a slice of pumpkin pie on Thanksgiving, and so. You know, I you know when I got home, I mentioned that I didn't have pie. And the next the next day, when I come back when I come back uh, to the house, I'd come over here to do some work. I came back to the house, sitting on the k- kitchen table, is a package where she had gone to one of our grocery stores and bought a single slice of pumpkin pie, neatly wrapped in a in a plastic in a plastic container. It almost looked like it came out of an automat, and um, and it, except for the plastic part, and it was like, wow, great, thank you. And then I looked at the price on the side of the thing. All right, guess how much a single slice of pumpkin pie from a from a grocery store from a you know from a large grocery store, a local chain up here, not not something you'd have in the Twin Cities. How much do you think it cost? $3.19. Wow. I mean it, it was good. Was but you know, and I'm not and, and partly because of this no sugar thing, I never put whipped cream on it. But wow. Three nineteen. And so I do think there are a lot of people who, you know, had the experience of Thanksgiving and, and maybe people talked about about what's happening in Gaza. But my guess is many of the many of the conversations around the Thanksgiving table probably focused on how much it's a cost for this, how much it's a cost for that. Gas prices are actually down. So we had we had a we had the PCE index, which I will tell you until about five, six years ago, I would not hear people focus so much on the PCE inflation index or price index. But they do because everyone is so caught up in what's happening at the, you know, with monetary policy. Because let's face it, it's the only game in town. Once in a great while, you get fiscal policy showing up, but if it's not a pandemic or it's not, you know, new president gets gets sort of like a one your party's going to get you the one bill through congress fiscal policy really doesn't happen because because we have we have a lot of sand in the gears in DC which by the way is someone who comes from the conservative side of of the political spectrum i think sand in the gears is a feature not a flaw Okay, I like stuff slowed down, but save that save that for another program. The so this focus on PC inflation was out; it's everywhere, uh, and you had the inflation numbers come come out, and it said zero. Well, why did it say zero? It said zero because gas prices have been falling remarkably. And I want you to think about why that's going on. Because right now you've got, you've got what's known uh, just by its acronym, COP28, going on. COP28 is the meeting uh, from, from the Kyoto Protocols uh, that, that are supposed to govern climate change worldwide, decision-making, legislation, etc. Right? You had a number of... Uh, Oil companies commit to reducing production of fossil fuels. We're going to stop making the stuff that we made money on. 
Okay, that's that that's fine. But at at the same time, you have a debate happening within Saudi Arabia and the OPEC countries about how much are they going to produce and what's happening to the price because the price is lower than people want it to be. Particularly the Saudis want it to be and the Iranians want it to be. And Saudi Arabia has frequently chosen to be the the enforcer of OPEC. We're going to set targets so that the price is going to be this and the way you do that is you adjust quantity. The biggest problem in any cartel, the biggest problem in any cartel is getting everybody to agree on the quantities, the quotas of oil that you are able to produce or of sugar or of diamonds. These are all uh, markets that are driven by cartel behavior. And in the oil market, the enforcement mechanism has always been the Saudis. They are the largest producer. They have a ton of sovereign wealth that they can weather a storm. And so they'll turn up the spigots and turn down the spigots. They'll turn down the spigots when they want the price to be higher. But when they see too much cheating from time to time, they'll flip the spigot on to basically drive down the, the drive everybody else into coming back to the table and agreeing on quotas. They'll flood the market with oil. Well, what's happening right now is, in fact, it's not the Saudis flooding the market with oil. Right? And they don't want and they don't want to because one of the one of the things that's helpful here to know is that of course everyone's trying to keep the Russians from selling oil at a high price because that furthers their war aims in Ukraine. Who's putting a lot of oil out right now? The USA. Production is about as high as it's been in quite some time, which is remarkable in this sense. To produce a lot of so to produce oil, you have to have you have to have the ability to drill, to pump and send things, and and to and to refine. All these things take money, and more importantly, they take government permission. I believe right now. The U.S. government is kind of playing a two, a two-headed game. On one hand, speaking strongly about their about their aims regarding green energy, but on the other hand, not minding if the U.S. pumps oil and in gas to try to drive down energy prices. It not only affects their their goals in terms of inflation, but it also hurts Russia. And that it hurts Saudi Arabia. They're not terribly unhappy about that. And I kind of wonder if the Saudis are kind of saying, you know, very quietly to to uh, U.S. policymakers, well, we want the price to be higher, but if you, you know, but we're not going to pump oil to to sort of punish Russia and Iran and and other countries that are trying to pay their bills by by selling oil at at higher prices. We're not doing that. So I think, I, you know, one of the things I heard around the table was, you know, price of gas. And I said, I don't know. I drive by Alaska stations and I see two something on, on the price of gasoline. And so this, so this week's PCE index, the number was zero. And the administration ran right out to say, hey, we had no inflation this month. Well, it's better than nothing, right? That's okay. It's only one month. And if you remove gas and you remove food, which is sort of what you're supposed to normally do, you got core the core PCE number coming in at two-tenths percent, which is really about where it's supposed to be. And over the last 12 months, core PCE is, is currently running at 3.5%, and that's down two-tenths from where it had been prior to that. So, the large debate, the small debate being the price of a pumpkin pie, of a slice of pumpkin pie, but the ore of gasoline, 
But the large debate is, is inflation coming down fast enough that we can be comfortable start thinking not is the is monetary policy going to stay tight or is it going to get a little tighter but the pivot has been largely to getting getting the getting interest rates down faster so there's a big debate right now about what do the the only piece of data worth thinking about this past week was really the PCE numbers. And there's more in there that I'd like to talk about. I don't want to just talk about about uh, uh, the, the inflation part of it. These data also tell me something about consumption. They also tell me something about spending, uh, uh, about income, and what's happening in that area. Because we have the first set of data now complete for the first month of the fourth quarter. And we can start making a little bit better prediction of what's going to happen in Q, with Q4 GDP and whether or not that recession forecast that clearly didn't happen in Q3, as I initially thought it would, is it going to happen in Q4? We don't know, but we're going to actually we're actually going to take that part that apart, and then we need to talk about. One of uh, an, an article with the headline of the Atlantic, uh, this uh, uh, just posted called "Inflation is Your Fault." Right, inflation is your fault. We'll talk about why would anybody say that? Are they just dumb? I don't think they are. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the King Bagging Show on the Biz fourteen forty. My husband got involved in day trading and has lost about $150,000. Whoa. Um, $4,800 a month in minimum payments. Direct, honest, The Ramsey Show, weekdays 1 to 4. Greece is cheap. But the airfare costs a fortune. Paris? Not much closer, and again, airfare... What about Puerto Vallarta? Let's face it, flying anywhere is just too expensive. Wait, what's this? low-cost airlines with one call to low-cost airlines you'll drastically slash your travel costs we're talking insanely low airline prices to any of your favorite destinations where would you like to go london rome costa rica australia wow that's cheap so why wait call now to learn how crazy cheap it is to fly anywhere in the u.s or international our prices are so low we can't publish them the only way to get them is to call to instantly hear the most amazing best deals on airline travel it's that easy so call now and start packing 800-869-8560 that's 800-869-8560 china is attacking the u.s patent system stealing american innovations and we are helping them do it the chinese communist party intends to surpass us and to be the world leader in innovative technology innovation race this shocking new movie from the tea party patriots exposes the truth china will use our own technology to threaten our economic and military security dominating technology means you dominate the world itself this is a race that we cannot afford to lose because we're not going to have a country if china gains control over 5g technology with a flip of a switch they could remotely turn off our phones our cars even our power grid we've lost sight of what it is to protect this nation we need to up our game in today's high-tech world there's no prize for second place watch innovation race available now on demand or dvd at salemnow.com salemnow.com c.s lewis once said education without values seems to make man a more clever devil a christian education is the solution to this problem and can be yours for half price for your child's first year TwinCitiesTuitions.com and area schools are working together to make this a reality for families just like yours now you can equip your child with the knowledge and moral foundation needed for them to make an impact in today's world to see the full list of participating half-off tuition institutions go to TwinCitiesTuitions.com that's TwinCitiesTuitions.com I believe.com helps women wrestle with the deeper issues of their faith 
Drop by for blogs and daily devotionals for women, plus articles on relationships, health and beauty, parenting, and more at iBelieve.com, a division of Salem Media Group. iBelieve.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. Probably one of the very first songs that I listened to on a phonograph uh, back uh, at a neighbor's house, um, my babysitter uh, across the street when I was probably, gosh, when did that song come out? Was that 61, 62? Because I'm going to say I was probably four or five when this thing came out, when this came out. And... um, and I think, yeah, and, and and I remember just Spencer will have no memory of this. He may have seen he may have seen pictures of this, but probably he's never seen one a real one. The forty five record, right, with the big where you'd have the big spindle that you'd have to put on top of the little spindle for the forty five. It would drop down and play the song. It'd be only like three or four minutes of of recording. Uh, and for the and usually the speaker was right there in in there, right? Most of my audience is old enough to remember this. Okay, if you're not, great. Well, thank you for listening to listening to me rant on about this. But that is like one of the very first songs that you would see. So you would actually see the record spinning while you're trying to twist. And it, it, anyway, it was it was good. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. I'm remembering the first record album I ever bought. I think cost me. A whopping one dollar and ninety nine cents would have been would have been in nineteen sixty eight or sixty nine. So the Biden administration actually got the president to come out and celebrate the PCE the 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 spending and income report that came out on Tuesday this week, and they they on Tuesday yes Tuesday so and. And so he came out and said, um, not Tuesday, excuse me, Thursday. And he came out and uh, spoke. And so he had this to say, this is cut number 10. But we know the prices are still too high for too many things. That times are still too tough for too many families. But we made progress. But we have more work to do. Let me be clear. To any corporation that's not brought their prices back down, even as inflation has come down, even as supply chains have been rebuilt. It's time to stop the price gouging and give the American consumer a break. So if we actually think inflation is zero, why are we out here talking about price gouging, right? They're actually arguing that you need to bring prices down, which would be which would be deflation. Um, which typically is uh, problematic in the economy. We, deflation was the norm during the Great Depression, and I don't think anyone would really like us to go back to that. But the White House, the White House brings him out, and the first thing we cut off the first ten seconds where he talks about the zero and and how it's only two, it's only two point four percent. He's using the headline number, not the core PCE number. But that's okay. He cherry picked the number that made made things look look better. But the, here's the thing: there is a ton of cherry picking going on right now. Just an absolute, just an unbelievable amount of of cherry picking of the data, and it's and, and running different uh, running different models and different. Different ideas. I'm just going to give you a couple of little examples of this. Ed Yardini, Yardini, a uh, 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 very famous longtime forecaster, is doing this stuff. He's been doing this stuff as long as I've been in economics. I would say he's probably in his mid 70s now. Um, runs his own website at edyardini.com. Was on CNBC. He had this to say: "Cut two. I do. I, I think the economy has uh, proven its resilience uh, since early last year when a lot of people were anticipating a recession. 
Uh, actually, early last year, I said we're actually in a recession. It's just a rolling recession affecting different industries at different times. We had something like that in the mid-1980s. I also felt uh, that uh, inflation would turn out to be very spiky, as, as it often is. Uh, there's a lot of worries that it was going to be like the 1970s all over again. Uh, but in fact, it's turned out to be relatively tr transitory. I know for some people that, uh, that, that seems a little bit uh, naive to say that it was um, transitory. Uh, but in the grand scheme of things, in the in the scope of history, uh, it, it really has come down re remarkably quickly here in a very symmetrical fashion. That those last words in a very symmetrical fashion, I found very interesting because that's that is typically not how it happens. Typically, and what I've been using in for what do we use in forecasting? We use history. This. The last time things like look like this, here's what happened next. So we think that's going to happen again. Last time we saw rises in prices that looked like this, we said, well, that looks something like what happened during the 70s. And inflation only came down very slowly and very painfully with not one but two recessions, including the one in 81, 82, which, which was a pretty severe recession. Nobody has that particular story in their forecast, but supply disruptions were big in the late 1970s. They're big, they were big in the last two years. We thought that might be a story. I've argued on the show that the, the, that the bigger story, or the more, not bigger, but the more, um, the more, the better parallel was in fact what happened after World War II. The mobilization over COVID almost felt to me like a wartime mobilization. And so I wondered if supply chain re, you know, reallocation, reconnection, new connections being built would look more like the latter half of the 1940s. In that case, inflation still stayed fairly sticky. And so the idea that it's symmetrical is kind of odd, right? Um, but I still think I still think that what you're more likely to see is an inflation that comes down in fits and starts, and it reverses, right? We've played, and I do have a, the, the clip from Jay Powell that from yesterday, from Friday, that was, um, that was supposed to calm markets and tell them, hey, don't don't be pushing so much on, on the idea that rates are going to come down. The market just reacted in the absolute opposite direction of what the chair wanted it to do. I imagine they're pretty they're pretty frustrated right now. Um, but to give you sort of a more real world example of this. Um, uh, this is uh, Rodney McMillan. He is the he is the CEO of Kroger's, okay, the large uh, supermarket chain um, around, particularly the eastern half of the United States, south, and particularly in the southeast. Was on CNBC uh, uh, yesterday and had this to say: "This is cut 15." Uh, from a customer standpoint, customers on a budget are conti continuing to be very aggressive on uh, smaller baskets, uh, smaller size items, uh, going to our brands as opposed to national brands, things like that. If you look at the upscale customers, uh, they continue to behave just like uh, it was before, and the inflation over the last couple of years has really had no effect on them. And this fits the story that we've told time and again, and I, but I think it bears repeating. When, if you are in the top twenty percent of the income distribution, you received a lot of a lot of money during twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. You have a you have a stream of income that depends on on dividends, capital appreciation, uh, and and. And, and interest to a greater extent than someone that lives in the bottom half of the income distribution who's pretty much 95, 97% of their income comes from wages. Not just the lower, not, not just the poor, but the middle class. Over 95% of their income comes from wages. So 
it's not a surprise in a in a world where you can draw five percent interest on short term investments, where you know the market, you know the S and P is hitting five thousand and seems like it wants to stay there. That people in that top ten percent of the income distribution are still buying, although they're nervous. They're probably they're probably also engaged in the I'm going to buy stuff, but it's going to be from not from you know, not from the very highest end stores, but I'm going to shop a little bit downscale from where I might have shopped otherwise. Which is why this headline that that uh, on on a piece in the Atlantic by Annie Lowry was so was so amazing to me, which was which which was inflation is your fault. If people are so mad about high prices, why do they keep buying so many expensive things? Well. Let's, you know what, play this one more time. I want you to listen again to the guy from Kroger's. Who's buying the expensive stuff? Play this again, cut 15. Uh, from a customer standpoint, customers on a budget are cont- continuing to be very aggressive on uh, smaller baskets, uh, smaller size items, uh, going to our brands as opposed to national brands, things like that. If you look at the upscale customers, uh, they continue to behave just like uh, it was before, and the inflation over the last couple of years has really had no effect on them. Right. So... When she's saying inflation is your fault, she's talking to the readers of the Atlantic, which she assumes in, is in that top 10% of the income distribution. The bottom half of the income distribution doesn't read the Atlantic. <laughs> okay, let's be clear. They don't read that. That's not where they get their news. So she's trying to influence people to stop spending stuff. But here's the basic point I would make. If you think about what's in the basket of goods that's being measured, how much of that is the stuff that she's upset about? The people still going out and buying the high-priced goods at the stores, you know, going to, to the Neiman Marcus, right, to buy, to buy their stuff. Heck, the top 1% probably doesn't even walk into Neiman Marcus, right? But she's talking about the shopper at the Neiman Marcus, where, whereas what's happening with inflation and, the, and the, the upset over inflation is about what's happening in Kroger's, where your basket is smaller, you're having to make more choices, where, where the truth, where, you know, the number that came out this week basically... For every five dollars you spent four years ago, you need to spend six dollars to get that same that same basket of goods. Right. So if you spent fifty bucks on something ten, you know, four years ago, that same thing now costs costs sixty dollars. Right. I just looked at the dues at my club, and they just went up almost ten percent. And my reaction was, well. That doesn't feel too off. Had they done that four years ago, we'd be looking to impeach. Now we're kind of like, well, this is kind of the world we're in. See, let the, so, so is inflation your fault? No, it's not. You're reacting to it for the most of us. But the meme, this this story gets out on Twitter. And it's being given to 90% of America that has no idea what this woman's talking about. We'll be back after this here. Listen to the King Banyan Show on The Biz, 1440. I got you. That's all I want. Hey, Dr. Portrayal. I didn't see it coming. Life can be so unpredictable. After losing my dad, it made me think about my family if something were to happen to me. The mortgage, car payments, and all the other bills. Even things like our annual summer vacation would be out of reach. I had heard about life insurance through Ethos and how easy it was to get coverage. They were right. I knew it was time to stop putting it off and get life insurance right now. I got on my computer and went to ethoslife.com. In just 10 minutes, I was covered. And boom, family protected. 
Thanks to Ethos, my family won't have to worry about the bills if the unpredictable happens to me. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at getethos.com. That's G-E-T-E-T-H-O-S dot com. This year, Staples wants everyone to have a happy holla deal. That's right, holla deal. Staples holla deals are amazing savings on hot holiday tech. Great prices on laptops, game systems, earbuds, and more. And now at Staples, you can save up to $350 on select PCs. During Staples holla deals, it's not about the fa-la-la. It's about saving moolala. Save up to $350 on select PCs today at Staples. Ends 1223 in-store only. See associate for details. I have lots of fragrance lovers on my list, and Ulta Beauty has all I need to add joy to their holiday season. Shop your favorite fragrances from YSL, Carolina Herrera, Valentino, and Ariana Grande's new exclusive Cloud Pink scent. Plus, with a fragrance purchase of $70 or more, get a plush robe or throw, valued at $70 while supplies last. Shop the gifts that bring joy to everyone on your list this holiday season, especially you. Ulta Beauty, the possibilities are beautiful. Decisions, decisions, decisions. Retirement is full of them. Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike. The guys will be talking about some of the decisions that retirees make that they come to regret later. Whether financial, non-financial, or lifestyle decisions, make them wisely because the stakes are high. Alan Mike have solutions and strategies for you. Make sure you listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, 2 p.m. Sunday on The Biz 1440, or call them now at 855-231-6010. Overcoming debt can be daunting. Whether your debt is manageable or has six zeros behind it, there's hope. Tune in to The Ramsey Show for a common-sense approach to breaking free from debt, building wealth, and enhancing your life. For decades, Dave has been helping people take control of their financial lives, one baby step at a time. So listen to The Ramsey Show. You may just hear a caller story similar to your own. Weekdays from 1 p.m. to 4 on The Biz 1440. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. At the top of the hour, John Phelan from the uh, Center of the American Experiment wrote an interesting piece that ties to the, to the theme this hour, which is, which is how you measure inflation. Your, your inflation rate depends on where you are and what's in your basket and where you buy your basket. It depends on lots of things. And... And yes, there are some people who are at the top of the income distribution buying stuff that that keeps going up in price. But guess what? That stuff isn't really in the basket for CPI. It isn't in the basket for PCE. It isn't in any of that stuff. And what we're trying to get at is sort of the more general view of for the average person, what are they feeling? And what's happening to their inflation rate? So let me, um, let me play a couple of other uh, people who were out speaking on these issues uh, 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 yes, uh, oh, Thursday and Friday of this past week. Uh, Peter Bookvar from uh, Bleakley Advisors was on CNBC. I love uh, Bookvar's work. And, uh, and anytime I see him pop up in my YouTube feed, it's like, yep. I want to see that and this one was particularly good looking at the inflation data and the view which i share with him which is it isn't going to be this symmetric fall like uh, we heard ed yardini say bookvar clearly doesn't agree with that let's play let's play some of him first cut 11 please uh, no, not right now. I mean, certainly the moderation is also lending support to the belief that the Fed is going to cut interest rates by 100 basis points uh, through the end of next year. And I think that is also a major catalyst for the stock market rally, because 
who, after all, doesn't miss, want to miss a Fed as done rally? I think the real question with inflation is after this moderation, because that's what happens. You get an inflation spike, and you get the come down. And where does inflation, though, eventually settle out at? Because that's going to be a key determinant to the extent at which the Fed can, can continue to cut interest, well, can start cutting interest rates. So at the beginning of the week, and I tweet I tweeted this to you with a, a, a at the using the hashtag pound KBRS, I posted on X formerly known as Twitter, which is now its official name forevermore. On the twenty fourth of November, uh, so a day after Thanksgiving, the market had priced in three rate cuts by uh, by the by January of twenty twenty five. And even then, you had people out mostly saying, that's really not going to happen. Uh, now, as of, uh, as of uh, uh, y- yesterday or Friday on the 1st of December, they've now priced out five cuts. So even at the moment uh, Bookvar is speaking... He's behind because we'll play for this for you, baby, a little later. What Jay Powell says, it somehow ends up getting the market to think they're going to cut even faster. But I agree that it might get stuck at, you know, we might get stuck at something closer to 3%. Let's continue. This is cut number 12. Same time, though, the monetary tightening is continuing via balance sheets. Uh, QT not just in the U.S., but around the world. And just by keeping interest rates high for a while is its own continued form of tightening because eventually somebody's debt is coming due and is going to have to reprice at a much higher rate than the rate on the loan that's coming due. So the most interesting thing that will happen, I think, at the next meeting, at least I believe it will happen. It has not happened yet. We've seen the minutes of the November 1st meeting and it doesn't appear that they've or we've seen the summary. We haven't seen the actual minutes. It does not appear there is a discussion yet of the ending of quantitative tightening, of the reduction of the of the bank's balance sheet, of the Fed's balance sheet. We're now a trillion dollars into it, and the Fed seems to sort of toss aside and doesn't address in their speeches. Any discussion, I've not, he- I've not heard a single speech, and I listen to them all so you don't have to. There's not been a single speech that I've heard that, or read that says, I think we should come back and think about when we're going to end quantitative tightening or we're going to end the runoff of, of treasuries from the balance sheet. No discussion whatsoever. Because they're adding to supply, and thereby they're raising interest rates through through their actions in letting go of treasuries and having them run off the balance sheet. Not happened at all. So Bookvar is exactly right. There's still tightening going on here, and I have to get people to ask the question. If you think rates are going to go down 75, 100, 125 basis points through 2024 on the short end, on the Fed funds end of the of the of the yield curve, what are you saying is going to happen to quantitative tightening? No one seems to be able to make a make a very good case for this yet, and that that and I think and and I you kind of wonder why. Let me continue. This was again Peter Bookvar. Um, on CNBC on Friday, cut 13. Important. Just because you have a two-handle on a particular month next year doesn't mean that the inflation battle has been won. It's a sustainable level of 2% that the Fed is most focused on, not just one or two months here and there that we see that. Even if we have a one-handle, it's where does inflation on a multi-year basis eventually stop at and I don't think it's going to be one to two. I think it's going to settle out, settle out at three to four, even though we're still going to get some two percent prints. So it's sort of like you know, did you have you ever done this? You stand on the scale after you know in the morning, you look and say, uh, look and see, hey, you lost two pounds, and you think to yourself, 
I can have that piece of pie after dinner tonight. That's the behavior we're seeing in the market right now. And I'm telling you, if we did what this would happen, if we, if the Fed caves to the yield curve that is, you know, what the the path of the Fed funds rate that's being priced in financial futures markets right now, then inflation could very well come back, and it could very well be their fault. For the interest rate to come down to four point one, to 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 come down to four and a quarter. Four to four and a quarter percent. You you either have to think that the real Fed the real rate is one percent rather than the two percent it's been uh, for the last six months. You have to think that's temporary, or you have to think that the inflation rate's down to two to two and a half percent. And I don't see that. One more clip. This is Peter Bookvar yesterday on CNBC. Cut fourteen. Well, the demand side, at least on the consumer end, is very bifurcated. Obviously, the upper-income consumer is still spending, although from Burberry, from Richemont, we're hearing some signs that maybe even the upper-income consumer is, is, is moderating some of their spend. And the lower-income consumer is clearly focused on just getting by and focusing on the stuff that they need rather than the stuff that they want. And I'm, I'm going to play it one more time. This was, this was the CEO of Kroger named... Uh, uh, Rodney McMillan, uh, yesterday on CNBC as well. Cut 15. Uh, from a customer standpoint, customers on a budget are conti- continuing to be very aggressive on uh, smaller baskets, uh, smaller size items, uh, going to our brands as opposed to national brands, things like that. If you look at the upscale customers, uh, they continue to behave just like uh, it was before, and the inflation over the last couple of years has really had no effect on them. The bifurcated economy, I think, is going to be one of those signs. And I think that's why you end up with a with President Biden in front of a microphone talking, talking like the problem with inflation is price gouging because he's not he's not speaking to that group at the top who's still spending money at uh, high end stores, but apparently not the stores that Bookvar mentioned that, frankly, I don't even know what those are, Uh, but uh, instead Instead, he's the president's talking to the bottom half of the income distribution, where they're definitely feeling it, definitely feeling it, and it suggests to them that it's their fault. Just comes off as tone deaf. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. Officer Tatum here. It is critical we keep AM radio in all cars and all trucks. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio for news, weather, and opinions. AM is also the backbone of emergency alert systems, keeping you advised on threatening weather conditions and amber alerts. Text AM to the number 52886. Tell Congress that we need AM radio in our cars. Again, text AM to the number 52886. Standard message and data rates may apply. You want to feel important. You want to be part of something bigger, something that matters and that you can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We felt that way too. I'm Sergeant Michael Tislin from Chaska, Minnesota, and that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Minnesota Army National Guard soldiers. We are people just like you, and together we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit nationalguard.com forward slash MN to find out more. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard, aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and this station. The Bison. He fires it right, looking for January, and it's picked off. The Bobcats. Under pressure, he is sacked. This is the FCS playoffs. Hangs in, throws down the right side, it's caught. Goal line, touchdown. Our coverage begins at one. And lost the ball, McCaslin has it. He's into the end zone for a touchdown. On your home for Bison football, the Pioneer Seeds Bison Sports Network from Learfield. 
would you like to get high-speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day? That's right. For about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning-fast internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing-fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. If you don't like it, you get your money back. But you're going to love it. And you're going to love the price. Internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than 2 bucks a day. Plus, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. And our 15-day guarantee. Call now. 800-846-2124. 800-846-2124. 800-846-2124. That's 800-846-2124. You need to call the police and you need to call your father. And you need to get you and your son away from this guy. I want to fix it. That's why I want to sell my home and I just want to go. No, 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 honey, honey, we don't need to call a realtor. You and your son are in danger. Direct, honest, The Ramsey Show, weekdays 1 to 4. What is dedication? I think a parent's job is to protect our children, but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Welcome back. King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. Thank you so much for spending time with us this morning. Um, welcome. Uh, happy December. Um, yeah, first Saturday of the month is frequently a job Saturday, but it's not this time because uh, you actually need a few days of uh, a month to happen so they can do the jobs report. So job Saturday will be next week. You'll want to be here for that. Coming up next after after the top of the hour, John Phelan from the Center of the American Experiment, uh, uh, where he is, I think, I think his title is senior economist. Um, we, I think they call him a senior economist, but he has no gray hair. So um, I'm not sure how he gets away with that, but we'll ask him. Um, 651-289-4477, number to call with questions and comments. 651-289-4477. There are people out there and, and uh, who are pushing back against this narrative that that potentially you could see four or five rate cuts in 2024. That the battle for the battle over inflation is over. Yet at the same time, the Atlantic's telling us it's our fault. Um, not not sure I understand that. But uh, uh, Andrew Hollenhorst, who's the chief U.S. economist for Citibank, was on CNBC uh, yesterday and or Thursday, excuse me. And commented on those on the results and and what they what they might mean. And I think uh, I, I think this is worth listening. Let's listen first. Cut number eight. I think we've had a lot of false dawns with inflation coming down. Now we have seen goods inflation that's come down significantly. You are seeing some stickiness in services inflation. I know we didn't see it in the report that came out today, but if you look no, at that Supercore over time, was okay, right? Supercore was okay today. Services but, act housing. But that, that's exactly the, the issue is that we will have months where these readings look better, then we'll have months where these readings look worth, worse because it's more volatile inflation also. And you can just see that, that between this and Bookvar, who we played in the previous segment, and you'll, you're hearing people trying to talk the market out of a position it's taken, which is basically one bit of good news. The PCE index came in. The headline number came in with zero. The the 12-month number for headline, not the number that the Fed looks at, cores at three and a half, but headline is at, is at 2.4. That is somehow enough to start the Fed on a, an aggressive, I mean, Five cuts in twenty in twenty twenty four is an aggressive cycle. They have only eight meetings. You're saying they're going to cut five of those eight meetings when, in fact, the Fed has been saying pretty much not the same thing. Indeed, we'll 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 play it for you. I think after after we maybe we'll play it while while John's here and uh, we can both comment on it on on what Powell said yesterday and maybe even. But lots of comments. I mean, uh, Chris Chris Waller, governor of, of the Fed, 
had comments on Monday saying, hey, I actually think we're coming into a good place and maybe we are done. I mean, he kind of openly says maybe we won't have rate increases anymore. It's possible. Right. Um, And I'm coming around to the view that the Fed probably is going to have to be done because I think I think the market has turned in such a way that to raise rates from here, the disruption it would it would put upon um, uh, uh, balance sheets at at the finance houses and at banks, um, what it would do to uh, portfolios through the stock market would be pretty catastrophic. But I need people to think about if you were stuck at three percent inflation, first of all, you couldn't raise you couldn't reduce rates very far for very long. Second of all, what's the neutral Fed funds rate in a three percent inflation world? Well, that depends on what you think what you think the real rate should be. And if we're continuing to issue debt at the levels we are right now, we're seeing bad treasury auctions rather relative rather regularly. Even though rates came down in the secondary markets, so that now the two and a the two year treasury which had been priced above 5% less than 10 days ago, is now priced at 4.5%. And that's usually a pretty good gauge for where the Fed funds rate is going to be. That would be two to three cuts over the next year or so. I think that, you know, is that possible? Yeah, I think it's possible. But even that feels very uh, it feels very Goldilocks-ish. Is that a word? I just made it. It's very Goldilocks-ish to think to yourself that that fiscal policy, issuing debt as far as the eye can see, will just be consumed by investors at a real rate of 1%. I don't see it. I don't see how that could be true. Um, did we play both clips? I don't know if we did. Let me, let me make sure. Did I play both clips? Um, let me, no. Okay. Let me play this one last one. This is cut nine. And I worry about scenarios where we're just going to keep running higher inflation, um, again, particularly in the services sector and in housing as well. That's another area where we still see housing prices that are rising quite rapidly. And, which is contrary to a whole lot of narrative, but I will say, given what's happening in housing right now, where construction where construction is still happening despite high interest rates, I think there is a significant reason to be concerned that uh, inflation is going to be uh, that inflation numbers will still be there. And all that talk about well, it's housing inflation. Housing inflation is real. It's stuff we buy. We're going to talk about that next with John Phelan here. On the King Banyan Show on The Biz, 1440. You and your business are online today more than ever. Most people are working from home and meeting via Internet, and that means IT structures are overtaxed and Wi-Fi is humming. An outage in one of your critical systems now could be a fatal blow to your operation. Arby's Computer Service is ready and able to help. Their staff is standing by and prepared to offer assistance. If your business IT system experiences a failure, give Arby's a call. Their professional team of certified computer and networking specialists is experienced in diagnosing and solving a wide range of issues. With Arby's Computer Service on the job, you'll never have to worry about dealing with IT-related issues on your own, whether it's for your personal system or business. Arby's Computer Service knows that Internet traffic is surging, and they're available now to help. You'll always get competitive pricing, trustworthy advice, and excellent customer service from Randy and his team at Arby's Computer Service. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. There are no words to describe it. The isolation. The boredom. The loneliness. If you're wondering where your teenage son or daughter's spirit went, you're hardly alone. The past year has been devastating, especially for them. But here's the good news. They might just find it again, playing high school sports. Workouts that stimulate, teammates and coaches that care, 
the sense of belonging so many of us have been missing lately. That's what school sports are all about. The sense of achievement is real, and the camaraderie is hard to beat. Coping with uncertainty is difficult, but school sports can help the teenagers in your family start feeling like themselves again. Encourage them to give it a try. High school sports, it's so much more than a game. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. What is dedication? I am the father of a nine-year-old little girl and a six-year-old little boy. And I find fatherhood both relentlessly challenging and relentlessly rewarding. My daughter is biological and my son is adopted. I love them both so much from the morning when you wake up to putting them to bed at night and every moment in between, it really is so special and boy, is it exhausting. One thing that I fear about being a parent is the future for my children. I think a parent's job is to protect our children but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. But I'm also hopeful that the future holds a more inclusive and compassionate world for them. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. The Biz 1440, KYC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.